Just before we get started, two quick announcements. The first is that Danny and I are now on Twitch. So if you want to follow us on Twitch, we're twitch.tv slash escape this podcast. We're streaming video games. Uh, at the moment, we're playing Nancy Drew Ghost Dogs of Moon Lake, uh, which has been really fun. Uh, but you can come and hang out with us and uh, ask us questions and chat and talk about the game we're playing or about Escape This Podcast or about Solve This Murder or whatever you want to talk about. Uh, we're having a heap of fun playing Nancy Drew. We're doing that every weekend, Saturday evenings at 7pm Eastern Standard Time for Americans, Sunday mornings at 11am for Australians. British people have to stay up late. We'll be playing more games as well. You can It'll all be announced on the Twitch if you follow it. Uh, but we would love to see you there and hang out. We had a really good first stream, which you can catch up on uh, on our Twitch page as well right now. Uh, and we'd love to see you there. The second announcement is that uh, right now, our episode of Triviality has just launched. So you may remember uh, we had the, the, the guys from Triviality on as guests during the Descent of the Culloden's arc. Uh, and we've just now finally uh, done an episode of their show. So if you want to hear us answer a whole bunch of trivia questions and talk about Australian trivia and 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 see how we do on that show, uh, you can follow a link in the show notes uh, or just search for the Triviality Podcast and listen to our episode. I hope you enjoy it. Go and go and give it a listen. If you enjoy it, listen to the rest of their stuff. It's a really really good trivia show. So I hope you enjoy it. All right. Uh, I'll leave you to get back to the show. This episode is a really, really fun post-discussion of a really great room that Jen brought on for us, so I hope you have fun. Bye. Welcome to Podcast This Escape, the podcast where we talk about the escape room that we escaped from in the previous episode of this podcast. We have just escaped a fantastic room. I'm, I said you, it yep, and I called you it. You didn't oversell uh, it. By, uh, by Jen. Uh, thanks, Jen. That was really cool. No problem. That was, that was fun to run. I will also add that, <laughs> by the way, I enjoy hearing you try to describe what podcast this escape is every single time. <laughs> Who gets it right like 50% of the time? <laughs> Just because I, I'm the one who suggested it on Facebook as a joke and didn't, oh, didn't actually right. think you were going to do it. <laughs> that's great. It's, it's a great name. <sighs> it works and it, 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 I feel like it's part of what's our whole thing. Like when we do our murder mystery show, it's going to be named along the same vein. Yeah, that'll be solved nice. as murder. So that's just going to be our thing. Uh, so but yeah, appreciate uh, that it. was really fun. I had, I, I really loved it. it. Had that, I don't know. I want to say in a in a weird way, it felt kind of, it felt very much like a, like playing like a a Zelda dungeon or or a video like that that mechanic of shifting through time, mm. changing things in the past yeah. to affect the present had a really cool feeling to it uh, in terms of how oh, to solve definitely. puzzles, which was both something you could think through, but. But also something you could like experiment with, like let's just take this from the past and bring this, like mm. learn about it through the process of messing with it. It was really fun. It's true. Uh, yeah. One one of the things that... I'm gonna. Oh yeah. Sorry. One Go of on. the things I have to do with um with the notes. The one last thing I I'm gonna write on them before I uh, hand them to you is that um I have a, a section for GMs who are running this. Here's how to deal with time travel because you're gonna have to improvise yep. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> 
I've tried to do a time travel room and it's one of maybe two rooms that I've half finished and then never gone back to complete because it was a headache. <laughs> was that like coming into designing this room, was that your first port of call? Were you like, I want a room where you jump from time to time? Or did that sort of happen as you were designing it? Oh, no. So that was, that was the first thing. So the original inspiration for this room was a first edition Mansions of Madness uh, uh, scenario, which is based off time travel. Okay. And then um, mm. I basically was like, I could do this, but better. And so I was trying to <laughs> tinker with it. And then eventually it got to the point where I was going to write it as the intro to a Pathfinder campaign based on time travel. And But mm. I never quite got that to work. But that's where I added in the idea of you're bouncing between two different times and there's somebody in the middle who can help you do things. That, that was cool. Nice. We were going back to their time that they were somewhere halfway. They were 50 years yeah. in between. Like mm. that was very cool. I liked that. Yeah. Um, and then eventually I couldn't make it work as a Pathfinder thing, but then I was like, oh, it works really well in this medium. So, so that's always It definitely does. Yeah, man, that would be hard in Pathfinder with just the added potential destructiveness and things like that mm. going yeah. on. Yeah. Ooh. And like, I, you know, part of the issues I came up with was that like, you know, I wanted to have excuses for combats, right? And you could have some like interesting <laughs> puzzle combats in there, but the problem is that like you're gonna have this as the beginning of a campaign. You've got first level characters that die to like a house cat, so yeah, it, it, it's it's tricky to to balance it out. Um, <laughs> it's also a terrible room for forcing me to admit that 1969 is 50 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for that. I guess I'm just gonna die eventually. <laughs> um, so, hey. um, but uh, yeah, look, that, that was I. I I really enjoyed that. Um, there was some like the that was. So I'm just trying to think through like cool puzzle moments. It's always a good way to start. We, I think we both had some moments of good accomplishment in that one. You getting the the clock face thing, which when looking at it is so <laughs> clear. Like as soon as you point it out, it's like oh my gosh, you're right. There are. It's just a clock. Uh, that was good. Like, I was just, I, that was very That cool. was just me looking at it going, 12. Okay, why 12? Like, are there numbers associated with all of these? And I'd say, but it's weird that 12 would be up there. Uh, wait, wait, it's um, not weird at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was really cool. It was, it was interesting because I was trying to make every puzzle involve time somehow, and but I needed something mm -hmm. for you to do before you crossed over between the things. I'm like... Uh, mm. Let's turn the room into a giant clock. Yeah, that'll work. Nice. Which, we, which we'd already gone back in time first. So. But <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that the best part of that was that it did feel like there were heaps of time puzzles, and yet it didn't. Like we never ended up really getting confused about them overlapping or anything. They were right. all structured differently. Yeah, enough. it was really cool. Like current time to current time, so we knew like one door takes the current time. That'll be the only thing that takes the time. Yeah, there was. Hours, minutes, seconds. So we knew that was going to be the one that mm. mentioned hours, minutes, and seconds. So we didn't even look at the other one that had eight seconds for a green Yeah, I stuff. specifically wrote in my notes, if I can ever find my notes again. Where are my notes gone? Yeah, sorry. I turned to random page you, of your book. You did. Your there it is. Yeah, I had written like three combo plus apples and six combo plus pots. Mm, that was I really knew cool. separately that those things were not going to connect to... to like they weren't going to cross over. Yeah, and then, I, of I course, loved the that. I feel like really well. smart because was that something you you consciously had to be aware of? Did that ever? Did you ever feel like it was getting confusing as to all the times how to differentiate them? 
Um, it didn't, that part didn't come up as much because I was focused on using times in very different ways. Mm-hmm. So it, it just, it naturally came out of that part of it, of trying to do time in like every single possible angle. Fair enough. Yeah, it was so, really cool. There was that and the growing a new apple tree were the two that I think oh, I felt happy with. What did smart. What did you, what were the ones that you did really well with? Nothing. Uh, there were definitely yeah. plenty that I just wasn't thinking about. Well, I, I think I, I I had a good amount of understanding of the end of like, let's go back in time. Let's get rid of the tree. Let's yes. go back to the present. Let's kill the flower. Oh, we can't. Let's go to the future. You were much better at envisioning the practicalities of time travel mm. and than I was. The, one of the fastest um, uh, recognizings. Like, I've seen people recognize that. Um, I've had a lot of people, because you can do a time portal to anywhere, right? So there's mm-hmm. been a lot of like people floundering around, like just trying to create time portals to things. I've seen a lot of people create portals to 1969 <laughs> to talk to Dr. Martin. Oh, yeah. Um, Anything, which, would that have been fun? Have you written that in? Um, I did not write it in. Uh, all the Dr. Martin talks have been completely improvised um, <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't Damn, expect that, that to happen fun. before the convention. Yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, w- with all of the what 17 plus runs that this game has been through, what are some of the big differences between us and others? So, um, so yeah, so the you got the the that um, time part fairly quickly. That can take anywhere from well like, like ten minutes to the um, like half an hour um, to finally get stuff right. Um, there's lots of people. There's some people who wanted to have like a time delay on killing the flower so they basically set it up that like hmm. they set up like a rube goldberg machine that will take a <laughs> long time <laughs> so they could get everyone back into the present and then kill the time flower um <laughs> there's been uh lots of people thankfully you do not do this lots of people uh trying to throw dr martin's dead body at the venus flytrap to see if it would do anything Ooh. yeah yep that's fair. fair i can understand the temptation yeah um yeah the the real uh, oh there has been people so the easy way to give her back her glasses is to put it in the vestibule the harder way is to bury it in a flower pot that was honestly what i was thinking and then you just said Why i put it down in a flower pot? i don't know it just felt like it needed to be hidden somewhere for her to find um i'm not sure why that was the one that occurred to me um the of course the the trick is the other the other and this is I think one of the the most brilliant solutions that I didn't see to see before, but um, the trick is you need to get her a message. If you can get her a message in the vestibule before she ever leaves the vestibule, then she knows to hold on to her glasses. <laughs> um, but of course the permanent marker won't write on anything in there. But what you ah, can do is gloss. put the pebbles in a message ah, on the cool. floor. Oh. And I, didn't, I didn't see that one at all. That one was really good. Wow. Yeah, yeah cool. that would have been fun. It is. It, do, it does have a lot of like, and maybe this is coming from a place of RP, like being comfortable with, with tabletop role playing compared to being comfortable designing puzzles and escape rooms. That felt like there was a lot more open possibilities to solve these puzzles in this room than, than we often have yeah i'm v- i'm very rigid i feel like the last two guest rooms that we've had have been incredibly open. open to improvisation yeah um, i mean it, you know very much my my um uh modus operandi as a uh games master is to basically set up situations and then have a plan for how to solve them but be open to other things 
And, you know, I just think it's, it's, if you have the ability to do that in the medium and you're comfortable with that as a GM, then you totally should take that, take that Mm. venue. Um, but it's, it's hard when like, especially at the very beginning, like you do have very certain beats you want to hit in a room. And so you do need to have restrictions. Yeah. That's the hard part. Being able to be open and say, yeah, you can do that in a but don't break this room yeah. sort of way. Yeah, non-sequence breaking sort of. It is tricky, but yeah, that yeah. does make sense that towards the end when it's just cool. So here's what I think you have to do, but you can be a little bit more relaxed about it. Mm. Yeah. And, and part that of, makes sense. Part for me was that I wanted to start off with a smaller scope and then kind of open it up to bigger. And so that the bigger stuff is where you get to play more fun. Yeah, and that was that, so. that did true. work really well. Like the, the, the introduction into the dynamics. Like I think if we'd stuck our head straight through the purple wall when we first saw it maybe we would have felt a bit overwhelmed yeah. um or maybe maybe mm. not maybe it would have kept things clearer because we knew that we had I, to just i feel like we did things in kind I of a nice order, order like nice. that and even then you going around and exploring the death world while apparently i just sat in the normal world <laughs> staring at pot plants <laughs> has did you have any groups like have you ever had to like because we eventually decided okay let's just go through the the purple wall um, mm-hmm. Has that ever been an issue? People not wanting to make that leap? Is there a way that you've set up to to hint that or to force that? Um, so, I mean, every time I mention the purple wall, I'm kind of like trying to hint people into it. Um, but mm. eventually what ends up happening is that um, there's a lot more ways you can test the purple wall to make sure it's safe. I make sure to like whenever I describe it, that I, just, mm. I heavily emphasize that there's like nothing wrong happening to the things that go through it as far as you can see. Mm. Um, and eventually you just get to the point where like, you can't solve anything without going through it. Um, yeah, you just like, figure, only... I'm going to die in here. I'm going to die in a purple <laughs> it yeah. world. So let's just jump in. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, here's how, here's how you hint it. You have a small squirrel run into the, into <laughs> the, and go through. And then it comes back and it goes, I'm an old squirrel. I'm a hundred years old. Exactly. To the day. Oh, see you later. I don't think that was how it worked, but oh, yeah, let's go with works. that. I'm an old squirrel. I spent a hundred years in that other world and then came back. Yeah, it goes through the wall and then it comes back out of its squirrel nest with a long grey squirrel beard. Right. I remember I that wall. I went through that a hundred years ago. <laughs> oh. And I ended up in a bizarro version of this room. Oh, thing. Somehow I managed to get all of this done in one page, even though a substantial amount of that page is a single picture of a Venus flytrap. That's true. I mean, well, it's only a single page. For such a complex room, I would have thought mm. it was... I was prepared to have multiple pages of notes, uh, but I've ended up on a... Which is good. I think that's a good sign. I think a one-page yeah. escape room is generally what you want. Yeah, and it's... Um, you know, the reason why I told you to be careful with your drawings at the beginning is because you, oh, know, yeah. you clearly see it's, like, growing, and I've definitely seen where, like... There were some groups that had like multiple different pages like next to each other before I started giving that warning. And it was just like, oh, God, this is way too complicated for what you actually need to do for this scenario. Like, <laughs> nice. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, yeah, my I, rooms are tiny. They're, they're yeah, I deliberately. And when I made the first vestibule really tiny, I actually thought this is probably smaller than she meant. But then it was great. It worked perfectly. Except, of course, that I totally flipped my greenhouse around. So I put mm. the walls on the wrong side. Why did you flip your... I just wasn't listening, okay? <laughs> well, actually, we had that... Um... I have had this before where I just constantly said west when I meant east. We also had this on a, on a recent room that we, that we ran, which I think would have been episode eight? No, se- seven? Maybe seven. Seven. 
So so a, a few weeks, you know, a couple like a month and a half ago, uh, by the time this comes out, uh, where we did have someone who started the room and they started hearing like on the left wall, on the right wall, and they went, I'm going to write this from my character's perspective, who is just facing the door the opposite way to me. So he did everything backwards because <laughs> he just felt it made more sense from his character's point of view. And so the whole room was flipped and it was very strange. Luckily, it didn't matter. Unlike this one, which Where would have mattered, mattered if I yeah. were on my own, I would have been totally messed up by the time for a while. <laughs> I, I, I probably would have heard you saying the wrong things uh, at some point about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. It would have been distressing for everybody as we tried to figure out who was wrong. Oh, that's always Spe- That's always hard. <laughs> Speaking about flipping things, um, the one thing I got so worried about, because you it sounded like when you first heard the world, you were going to go down the rabbit hole for the longest time of it was a mirror world. Oh, and, yes. Um, I was very much set on it being a mirror world. And then you and then you said we should flip the time, and I'm like, oh, no. because <laughs> um, well, that it didn't I, in the I, end. I've heard that happen, and it took me a while to get the person off of that train of mind. <laughs> That is interesting because I was thinking that it made sense, even though I was pretty comfortable with the idea of it being the past and it was clearly more a different time thing. Yeah. So the first thing we did yeah. was find a sundial with a different time on it. Yeah, and, and the sundial was in the same still... place. Everything's in the same place. It's just that the it's just that the portal is now on the opposite exactly. side of the wall. So it feels like right. it's a horizontal flip. <laughs> You're absolutely right. That was it. So I totally just felt it flipped. Uh, but I but I also acknowledge that it was possibly not the thing. That's why I yeah, tried absolutely. the, the I same lucky. password first. Well, uh, so what's interesting about the flip is that the time in the present is the actual physical time it is at that moment. Yeah. Um, and so there was at one point, I forget when I was doing this, but I was running one of these rooms and the, I had the, the, the past time is 1117, but whatever the present time was, I believe it was the mirror image flip or really close to it. Oh no. Five eleven like or something. Or, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. It was just like, oh, dang it. I do you think that's better or worse than if it was actually eleven seventeen when you were running the room? <laughs> there was one time where it was around eleven seventeen and I changed it to eleven nine o'clock. Ah, well done. <laughs> no wonder during our working out of when to do this room, you asked me, Oh, by the way, just out of curiosity, what time what's the time difference? What's the, what time is it for you at the time that it is for me? It's just so you could get our real time. Uh, yes. Oh. Yep, that was it. <laughs> nice. <sighs> I was I was well, debating how to sneak it in there, and and so I just completely. I mean, you could have just googled it. I don't know where in Australia you live. Well, you could have asked. Sure. <laughs> so it's asking one question and then googling something, or just asking one question. Yes. It wouldn't have been weird to say. By the way, where exactly in Australia are you? Just checking. That's a that's a reasonable question. I mean, they were both reasonable questions. It didn't raise any suspicions. <laughs> yeah, like it'd be wild. To be like, why do, why do you want to know what time it is for me? Mm-hmm. What what are you doing? What, oh, this is a clue. Everyone, write it down. Huh. She am, told me her name. That must be a clue. I am kind of happy that chopping down the Venus flytrap wasn't the solution, even though I was already for it. Like the two biggest things on my page are my drawing of the Venus flytrap and, the and of the axe. axe. That is a that is a big <laughs> axe. And the glasses. They're pretty but, big. I don't know. I would have felt to a degree guilty about it but more than that i would have felt not skillful enough to fight off a giant plant with an axe you Uh do not feel like most other people then um so (laughs) that sentence about the uh about you know you will know when you need to use this axe got added Mm -hmm. about 
three quarters of the way through the runs after I got tired of every run every 20 minutes of, I use the axe on this. 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 But it's hard, right? I understand. But this is a bit, this is a bit, it's a big, like, escape room puzzle right? you give people a hammer and everything's a nail right like mm. as exactly. soon as you give them an axe like i must chop yeah i have axe must chop and yep. so they just try and chop it's it's really it is interesting now we didn't need the axe until effectively right by the end right at the end where we needed yes. to destroy the flower did you have any thoughts like is there do you can there's a way to gate the axe until then, like if you wanted to, I don't necessarily think you do. But if you if you get if everyone like gets obsessed with trying to use this axe for a long time, well, I mean, sure, it could just be in the small greenhouse if you wanted to. I suppose it could yeah, be sure. in You'd the back of the small have, greenhouse, yeah. and then you wouldn't get it until the point where you where people yeah. start to know they need it. Uh, but it's yeah. also a bit of fun to have it for a while to be able to be like, now I know what I'm going to axe. And like, yeah, like to have exactly. it sitting yeah. waiting to axe at something. I was actually kind of wondering if there was some way to avoid using the axe, like to, I don't know, let's say take off all our clothes and wrap the apple tree in them so the apples don't fall anymore. <laughs> Make a little apple net. That was not a thing I was expecting. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, like, yeah, that could totally be it. Um, yeah. I would, uh, I mean, the thing is, like, I would, especially since this is one of the later puzzles, I would probably. If you could convince me that that would work, I would be willing to accept <laughs> it because you understand what the problem is and you understand mm. the general thing that needs to get done, even though you're not necessarily <sighs> using the exact method that I was planning on using. You're so reasonable. Get a big beach umbrella <laughs> and we just stick well, yeah, it in the because I was expecting the time flower to be what we had to destroy with the axe, which is why I didn't anticipate using it twice in quick succession so i went i did when mm. i hear destroy a flower i don't picture needing an axe no i mean fair enough we were also told it destroys a big thing but maybe the time flower was huge i'm the time flower <laughs> uh maybe i really enjoy i loved being able to communicate i think we mentioned a little bit earlier i love yeah. that that sort of 50 year difference communication mm. thing i thought that was really fun um yeah that was and leaving uh, her the marker Yep, nicely was, done. I, I really enjoyed that as a solution. Oh, that magpie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the um, uh, having you know that whole idea of just having someone in the middle that like is actually the person you're you're that's the famous person, and then you're the like you know nameless people mm, helping really them great. out doing stuff. I mean, like that's that was kind of like the big idea when I started doing the Pathfinder scenario, a Pathfinder yeah. um, homebrew thing. Um, that that was like the thing that clicked. Like I need to write this somehow. Yeah, it's it was really cool. And in general, just the storyline of this unfinished story. It like already at the beginning, I was getting ready to fight for the f stories that feel a little bit unfinished. But usually, that's because someone <laughs> just missed the point. But it's a good book. Then when it actually got that finished point at the end, I felt really satisfied. Mm. Yeah, like that lasting change. I, it was really cool. Yeah, I I had a lot of fun. Because um, I do find the idea of communicating with an unseen person across time things to be a very spooky story, so I really like that. Yeah, it was it, it was great. Uh, is there anything yeah. that you that you think like that you really like in this room, like that you're super proud of? I mean, obviously, this whole time travel with the person in the middle, you are very proud of, yeah, and rightly so because it was really cool. Was there anything that was like I don't know? Was there anything during the development that was hard to do that you feel good being and able just to have cracked worked. and really got it to work? Yeah, so um the uh this so the cicadas was uh, a really fun puzzle. Um <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, so it, it it's so yeah, it took a lot of uh math 
uh, to figure it out. So the cicadas were in because I was talking with my wife about this and I was like, I explained her situation. She's like, Oh, you should have cicadas in it. I was like, Oh yeah, that would work. <laughs> but then like, so the trick is the way the math works with modular arithmetic, basically cicadas are every 17 years. And that means there's a hundred year time span in between the two, but the cicadas will 102 years would then be the cycle. And so then you have to, I had to get the math right on trying to make it work so that mm. you would have the, the cicadas sh like show up at the right spot before they would show up and start eating the plants around you. Um, cause I didn't want to yes. have to deal with the ideas of the players going, having to deal with catching cicadas and, and moving them over. <laughs> Which is exactly what I was picturing. <laughs> That's what we started doing. Yeah. So, um, and, and then my, my play tester, uh, my very, the first person who ran through it, who was just playtesting for me, um, she was a fellow uh, math student with me in uh, in college, and so we just sat down and like made sure that this thing worked. Nobody has solved it with the actual modular arithmetic, and you don't have to. You have to understand how it works, but you don't actually have mm. to do the arithmetic. But we did sit down and do it to make sure it worked, because uh, I'm not gonna. I, I would feel dumb if I put out this thing and the math doesn't work. <laughs> um, understood it can happen and when that does happen yes yeah. you feel dumb the other the other thing i really liked was the conclusion because um, yeah. in, in addition to the story right the whole reason why you escape is not because you ever leave the door but because you stop the the escape room from happening in the first place mm. because mm. if it's... you kill the time flower it never locks dr martin in and therefore she can leave and therefore, you have no reason and to be at the escape room in the first place. It's yeah, it's really nice. Good old time travel. <laughs> time travel. Hey. So, how long did it take you to write this? Okay, so um, I, uh, I I've obviously been had the idea of percolating for years, but by the time that I came up with the idea and and was like, I should do this as an escape room. Um, it I had about half of the puzzles basically right away. Um, and the other half took me a couple days just in between other things, just nice. sketching out a, a, a flow chart. And then it took me another like two, three days to actually uh, write everything. Man, well done. That's some pro speed. I mean, as soon as as soon as I like get inspiration for something and then things just start flowing, the trick is just having that inspiration. Yeah. Or how to how to come through. You're lucky. That's what <laughs> that's what everyone wants. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have the advantage that I don't have to write a new one every two weeks or however long it is between. <laughs> yeah, but apparently <laughs> you could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, I, I have I have other puzzle things to write in between that stuff. So. You know. <laughs> well, yeah. If you ever have another one coming up, I don't think there's any hesitation to say that we will play it again. Fair. Yeah. I had, you know, I, the question is going to be, um, what am I bringing to MPLCon next year and what uh, form is it going to take? Because um, I do still have the physical one that I was going to run in last uh, July um, that I, if I can finish constructing it between now and then, I'll do that. Or if not, well, then maybe there's another one of these in the uh, in the works. Mm -hmm. And I don't have another, this one like, to PaizoCon. Yeah, I don't have another like five-year-old idea, though, from a random board game. Stowed in the back of my mind, so we'll see. We'll see what inspiration <laughs> takes its takes its place from. Awesome, uh, wonderful. That was. Look, I really, I, I just, I really had a lot of fun. It was great. And it's really nice to see ones like it, it is always cool when people come on and do these rooms because some of them, like Scott's room, felt a lot like like season one escape this podcast, which I really liked. 
Um, oh, everyone's coming in with such different, different perspectives, and that's the whole best thing about yeah. this season. And this one was great because it, it did have a different approach to how to like work with it, and uh, and things also felt a bit more uh, experimental in in mm-hmm. like in True. practice than yours than yours mm-hmm. often do. Like it wasn't like we waited till we knew exactly what the solution was and then started doing stuff. We had to tinker first. We started first. just doing stuff until eventually we worked out that's what the situation was. So that was a really cool way to do it. Yeah. To, to to play. To, to learn through play effectively. It was, was really fun. And and time travel really, as a, as a thing, lends itself to it because there's so many different ways of doing time travel in a medium. And so, <laughs> you know, one of the things with time travel is that you have to find some way of defining how your time travel works. And either you can have, mm. like, oh, Hermione yeah. come in and tell you how a time turner works, or yep. you can... But this allows you to, like, be way more interactive and play around with things and try it out. That was nice. It, again, mm. though, does make it harder to GM. <laughs> So good, yep. good, good luck to those people who are going to be reading my notes and trying to run this. Mm. Yeah, I, if I ever try to run this for someone, I'm going to be quite scared. Yeah, it, take lots of notes. The, the, yep. the, the, the key Whew. thing is the the thing that's really easy to forget is that you have to is is there's the one moment at the beginning when the person in the past opens up the vestibule. So what's going on is that Doctor Martin is no longer trapped in the vestibule. So she can leave, which is why the body moves. She attempts to climb the brick wall and fails at it and falls and dies. But the magpie then steals her glasses. She's trying to climb up to the cubby to get her glasses back, but the magpie, uh, but she can't. But that Mm. means that the glasses would be in the magpie's nest, which means you have to pay attention to who is holding the glasses at the moment. So you can tell them that they've disappeared. Yes. Um, Because getting those glasses back is really the next puzzle. Yeah. And then she doesn't need to climb up so she doesn't die there. But she dies in the no, corner no. just because she got stuck here. She she still needs to she still needs to climb until you give her her glasses back because yeah. the tree isn't tall enough yet. Oh, of mm. course. Oh, that makes sense. I like that. Oh, that's really cool. It's really fun. It's a it's just it, yeah, it just came together really well. <laughs> I, I I like that. I like that when you open it, it lets them not be stuck there, which is why they didn't die. Yeah. Like, that's, That's yeah. great because, you know, back then she needs, well, assuming you still need the present time, but there's no pocket watch there. She doesn't have a mobile phone on her to tell mm. her the time. Yeah, so she just gets... So my, my or she just for, doesn't solve the puzzle because she's a dummy. <laughs> my, my reasoning for why she doesn't make it through is because she didn't figure out that you needed the present time because figured that couldn't be a thing you or actually did. And yeah. then tried every single number but didn't try the current time when she tried the whole mm. number because the locks constantly shifting combinations. Good point. Mm. <sighs> it's very cool. I loved it. I love yeah, the room. Thank you. Thank fantastic. you for bringing that, for bringing it on the show. I really enjoy that. Oh, um, and just because we haven't actually mentioned earlier, uh, are you happy for us to put this on in the show notes to make it available for people, or do you want to keep oh, it yeah. yourself? Totally. No, All right, I, wonderful. Yeah, I, I told people uh, that I'd be making it available online at some point. I wasn't sure how cool. it was going to happen, right, well, but for, this is how it's doing for, it. For anybody yeah, listening, yeah. you can you can play the room yourself. Uh, now that you've listened, though, you have to run the room. You can't play yes. it again and seem really smart in front yeah, of if all you've your got, If you've got the courage for that, by all means do it because it seems like there are just loads of fun things that can happen as a result of this room. I really enjoyed it. Mm, it was um, great. Well, thank you for, for bringing that on. Uh, it was a lot great. of fun. Uh, now, uh, do, do you have do, if do you people, have cool yeah, if, if people want to find you, where can they do so? Uh, the easiest way would be on Twitter. Um, so that would be um, at uh, MERS, M-E-R-S, uh, I am not. Um, 
yeah, M E R S I M I A M N O T there. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's linked in the show notes. Just yes. click in the show notes, okay. people. Uh, wonderful. Uh, and if people are looking to find us, uh, we are on Twitter as well. We're at Esk This Podcast. Uh, we're on Facebook. Uh, and look, obviously, we talk to people on Facebook because that's how we talked to Jen and did her first puzzle. So talk to us on Facebook. We're there. Um, you can send us an email, escapethispod at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Instagram as well. Maybe I'm we're like- on TikTok. I have no idea. We're probably not. <laughs> but maybe by the time, maybe by the time this comes out, we're on TikTok. I'm learning how to do the Instagram this weekend. That's oh, a promise. Cool. All right, that's done. a promise. So, so I'm gonna be become Instagram Insta. active. I'll post uh, post all our room maps <laughs> and things like that. Uh, so, uh, also, we have a Patreon, uh, and you should sign up for the Patreon if you can, because it helps support the show. Uh, anybody who is a member at any level um, has the chance to appear in one of Danny's rooms. Uh, this was not one of Danny's rooms, but Jan appeared, so that's that works. Um, <laughs> yeah, you uh, also should... for sorry, see, go on. You, 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 people should totally uh, listen to the, their um, go into the Patreon because there's like all these really awesome uh, bonus episodes uh, and stuff that's been really fun to listen to. Like I've Aww. been very much enjoying it. I'm glad. Thank uh, yeah, you. so five dollar donors get the bonus episodes, uh, which is every any play test that we do. Uh, since up like halfway through Descent of the Culloden's, mm. that's on there. We have bonus episodes doing public domain murder mysteries um, in the vein of what will probably be out by now as our second show, but we do the public domain versions. Um, we've got we've got uh, miscellaneous and other weird fun bonus episodes that you can listen to. Oh, we have to do that this weekend or this yeah, week. Yeah, we've got need one coming out yep. uh, soon. Uh, so we'll be doing one of those really soon. Um, uh, we've also got uh, badges for the ten dollar donors. There's a badge for every season uh well they're, they're slowly coming out as we go uh and uh, also we have like we have a 50 dollars tier where we run private rooms for you we just run ran one for uh for a patreon uh, for a patron and it went really well it was really enjoyable they got to play a room before the actual episode came out uh so that was really fun as well uh but other than that uh, i think that's i think we're done uh so thank you again yeah. Jen. thank that you was so much right that was really fun thanks for having me on uh wonderful and anyone who's at home you can design rooms yourself go do it have fun you don't even need to put them on the show just do them and play them with friends and that's awesome uh all right i think we're done all right